morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got Gonzo, the Crypto Goliath, also known as Super G, joining us on this Thursday. Billy, the chart analysis expert, and Jackie, the crypto juggernaut, is joining us. So I am very excited for this episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing a major announcement comes out of the UAE as central banks are using XRP and XLM to transfer between banks. Fidelity also announced that Ethereum trading for institutions will begin this November. SEC leaders are stepping down specifically due to Gary Gensler. After months of unjust and expansive policy, we shed some light on why dozens of SEC officials are stepping away from the agency. Flair's airdrop begins next week, while Tesla's holdings of its crypto have not changed, showing an estimated 10,000 Bitcoin on its balance sheet. Algorand is now live on Cardano, and with 2023 only three months away, we show our listeners how the institutions are circling this industry, ready to create the catalyst for the bull run of a lifetime. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Gonzo, every time I do that and you laugh, it makes me crack up. But shout out to our listeners. Thank you for being here. 146 live listeners are joining us this morning. Show us some love. Smash that like button. This is an XRP special, and it wasn't intended to be that way. But with all the announcement and all the news, we brought it for you today. So Gonzo, before we get into that, how are you feeling this morning? And thank you for being here. I'm doing good. Good morning, Abs. I just love to hear you say that. That's why I always smile, dude, because it just fills me with energy. But yeah, dude, uh, good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here. Uh, kind of a special, like, I'm not usually on Thursdays, and I usually don't get to see Billy. Uh, I haven't seen Jackie in a while, so it's been great. Like, it's funny. I got some messages yesterday, like, with Mark Yusko on, like, why are we so quiet? I'm like, because he had a lot to say, dude. And so I'd rather just kind of listen to him and let you guys listen to him and just kind of absorb his knowledge. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a great show. Definitely, Gonzo. That was a masterclass in finance. So anybody looking to learn some more about this market, check out our interview with Mark Yusko yesterday. But we got Billy, the chart analysis expert, joining us on this Thursday. Always happy to see you, Billy. How are you feeling? Be a lot better learning how to unmute the damn thing. I'm blessed, bro. Anytime I'm here with the team, uh, Gonzo hit it on the head. We don't get to see each other or be on the show with each other the way the schedules work and everything. So the fact that I get to be on here with all of you is, is an absolute blessing. I can't wait for this show today. And you know what's even more exciting is all the positive news we have for our listeners and the fact that we got Jackie joining us today. Thank you for being here, Jackie. How you feeling? I feel great. I love seeing my team. I'm yeah. I was. I just made that comment earlier too that I, I haven't seen these two. Um, I'm I'm always on with Abs, um, Johnny, and I don't know a third person, whoever to be, whoever maybe, but maybe oh, Salman. Salman. I think it's Salman. Salman usually. Not that I don't love Salman, guys, but no, I absolutely <laughs> love seeing all my team. So it's always it's always good to mix it up every now and then. But the love yeah, is mutual, Jackie. The love is mutual, and we're gonna get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at Free TGM Crypto on Twitter. We were gonna break two thousand followers by the end of the year, but guess what? We did it last night. So thank you to everybody who follows our Twitter account. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is still in extreme fear. Shout out to my man Johnny Crypto. Nothing to address here, but Gonzo, this is pretty cool. This is a new program I found called Crypto Bubbles. And it shows the daily gains and losers on the day. I'd like to hear some of your thoughts. Learn this from Crypto Mason. So shout out to Crypto Mason. What do you think about these crypto bubbles, Gonzo, and the fact that quant sticks out from the rest? Uh, I think it's awesome because I'm a visual person. So seeing the bubbles just kind of like, you know, brings it to, to the forefront. But um, yeah, you know, like I, I'm just like everybody else, right? I, I, you know, we're trying to figure out is the bottom in, is the bottom in, right? And I, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. We're getting kind of close to that partial solar eclipse on October 25th, and then the solar eclipses on November 7th and 8th. You know, I've been looking at a lot of technical analysis. I put this out in the chat a few days ago, but, you know, I was really looking at the uh, three-day chart, right, for Bitcoin that showed the death crosses. Uh, and uh, I'm going off memory here, but I think it's when the 20 MA crosses over the 100 MA. And we did it back in 2015. Within a month, we hit the bottom. In 2018, same thing. They crossed. Within a month, we hit the bottom. Now in 2022, they crossed. Within a month, we hit 17.5, right? Now, it's not exact that, you know, it's worked twice before. So we have to go on history. 
Um, if you look at the weekly, same thing. Um, I believe it's the, the 50 crossing the 100. Um, they've crossed exactly at the bottom in 2015, 2018. Now in 2022, they crossed exactly at 17.5. Again, I'm still keeping an open mind. I'm leaning towards a lower low, but you got to take in all the information, kind of process it, and then make a decision for yourself. Beautiful. Thank you, Gonzo. And we're going to get into the total coin market cap because we are getting a little upward price action this morning. We are sitting at $923 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is 17%. Bitcoin is sitting at $19,300. Ethereum is $1,300. XRP is $0.46. Cents. Cardano is continuing to dip during this bear market. Shout out to the Cardano army. $0.35 cents this morning. So hopefully, maybe this is a good time to DCA, not a financial advisor. Quant is sitting at $169. We got Algorand at $0.31. Cents. But Jackie, I'd love to go to you. We talk about Quant every day on this channel, but Algorand is actually sponsoring the FIFA World Cup. So there's going to be a lot of advertising around that project. Is that interesting to you? Yeah, I think um, that is that is a pretty big deal. You know, we saw, um, we saw a lot of uh, kind of token, not tokens coins sponsor some different things like like crypto.com and sponsored um ufc they actually had to take that sponsorship away just because of what happened with everything um you know in the bear market so to see something uh to see a project come and sponsor you know a, a huge i mean soccer is the biggest sport in the world right so that that is definitely going to bring a lot of uh attention to crypto but man, the narrative's getting out there more and more. Um, last night I was just watching a Suns game and um, I think, yeah, the the announcer was like, oh, that shot was money. And then he's like, like Bitcoin. And I was like, wait, what did he just say? You know, so that was pretty cool. Um, you know, when it comes across to sports, like people love their sports teams. People love watching sports. You know, if they're not in it, people probably watch sports more than they're watching the news. So if those types of narratives are coming across, um, you know, sports betting is becoming huge right now. So many people are downloading the apps to sports bet and things like that. So if they're hearing, it's just that those subliminal messaging, if they're starting to hear things or see things, you know, exchange names or, or, um, coin cryptocurrency names, things like that. Like it's just getting people, um, more and more used to the, yeah, just more and use more used to it and not fearful of it. So Exactly. And Billy, I'd love to get some thoughts from you before we dive into our articles for today. We are showing the Bitcoin price chart and Gonzo highlighted the fact that there are many indicators saying we've already reached the bottom of our bear market. We know you're not a huge advocate of Bitcoin, but we understand that during today in 2022, this is what moves the crypto market. So what's it mean to you, Billy? Uh, mute button, Billy. Oh, there we go. Again, bro, I'm having problems with that mute button. Uh, I agree. We've hit some bottoms. I don't know. We never know if it's ever going to be the bottom. Uh, now is a good time to DCA in, uh, even in the stock market. We got down to 26, 27%. The stocks from now are starting to bounce. So even if it isn't the bottom, we talk about this all the time. This is a perfect opportunity to DCA in. Even if you're not a believer in Bitcoin, I, I, I invest in other projects. If this is something that you believe in long term, I mean, we've had such a pullback and we're, we're at a, uh, an epic area of buying in and being able to DCA in. Just like in the stock markets, we're down 27%. Normal stock market drop in a bear market is 33%. That's a, a six, 6% window that you're, you're talking about. You're never going to nail perfection. So just take little bites out of the apple. And, and that's part of the reason I don't, I, I get so fascinated with Selman and Gonzo's TA. Like I, I'm, I watch them all the time when they do it because it's so good. And I don't TA crypto like that. I do the stock markets very fast. Because uh, crypto, I'm in, into the, the long haul. So to watch them do their their skill set is just amazing. Uh, and then did you bring this up, bro? This is one of the best charts I've ever seen in my entire life. And this makes me absolutely just ecstatic to look at this. And Billy, for any of our listeners who are on audio, we're showing an adoption curve of how the internet actually took over the world. And today, Bitcoin is not only growing at a faster pace, we are at the inception. We are at pennies on the dollar right now. But I know Gonzo had a comment about the Bitcoin price chart. So before we get into our news, what's on your mind, Gonzo? Um, just like Billy said about DCAing, look, we don't know if the bottom is in. We'll know in the future. But the one thing that you can't argue is if you look at the monthly RSI on Bitcoin, it is the lowest that it's ever been in the history of Bitcoin, right? And so when you see those RSI levels so low, to me, that to me, Personally, that tells me 
I can start deploying and start DCAing, right? If we go to a lower low, then I'll just deploy even more capital, right? So everybody's got to make it a decision for themselves. That's why it's important to have a plan, to have an investment thesis. And these are the times in the bear markets to do that. Figure out what your plan is, figure out like what your budget is, your capital is, and then deploy it. Your future self will be thanking you. That's perfect, uh, Gonzo. And we got 197 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're about to show you the catalyst that could lead this market into some upward momentum. Fidelity will allow institutions to buy, sell, and trade Ethereum on its crypto platform starting October 28th. And to me, it's no surprise this announcement's coming in a bear market, Gonzo. Before we get into our articles, I'd like to go back to you. And then, Jackie, what does this mean to you that Fidelity is promoting Ethereum? Um, I think it's huge, right? Like Bitcoin is usually the one that, that they that they lean into. And now like, you know, Ethereum being number two with all the hype that it got with the merge, uh, that went flawless. Um, now, you know, it's the number two crypto. You know, they talk about like, you know, will Ethereum pass Bitcoin in total market cap? Um, and I think it will. Um, not anytime soon. I think we need to get into the next bull run. Um, I, I think that Ethereum needs to get a little bit more decentralized. As it went to the merge, there are only a certain amount of validators I think that's going to change. The more and more validators that are created that are that are staking 32 Ethereum, the more decentralized it gets. I know that it's Mazari score. That's when uh, a Mazari score is when they score a blockchain and they see how decentralized it is. The lower the score, the less decentralized it is. After the merge, Ethereum ended up scoring actually lower than Solana. And we all know that Solana is kind of, it, it gives the illusion of being highly centralized because of how the tokenomics, right? 48% of the tokenomics belonging to venture capital and the team. But um, I think it's huge. Um, I think it's going to bring liquidity in. Um, and then like the next thing that we need is like regulation. Like once we get regulation and you get the sovereign wealth funds and you get the like retirement funds bringing in money, um, I think it's going to be a big deal. Jackie, I love this comment here we had from Kevin O'Leary earlier this week that stated every 12 hours in Saudi Arabia, $250 million are made and that money is directly put into what? SEC approved assets. So the fact that Fidelity is creating vehicles for those for that institutional money to get into assets like Ethereum, I mean, I really do think it's the beginning of the end when it comes to traditional assets. What does it mean to you? And I want to remind our listeners that the SEC and Ripple are having a closed door meeting today. So we are going to dive into the details, but after we hear from Jackie. Yeah, I think um, adoption is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, that institutional adoption is huge, what we've always been talking about. That's what we're waiting for, right? And so the fact that they're adding Ethereum to their list is is big. And, you know, this is, we've been expecting this for a really long time. Um, the first crypto conference that I ever attended, um, it was you know, he was a stock guy, but that's what he talked about was Bitcoin and Ethereum. So it's only a matter of time that Ethereum started to get adopted like Bitcoin. I know everyone is used to the, you know, Bitcoin being synonymous to or cryptocurrency being synonymous to Bitcoin. But now, you know, more people are going to be more comfortable with Ethereum now that they start to see these narratives of institutions jumping into that as well. And Ethereum will be bigger than Bitcoin. Um, for sure. I definitely agree with what Gonzo said. It's it's development, it's technology, you know, this is it. I mean, it's starting to have its rise. So good things to see. I love what JV always says. He says that Ethereum is built to survive because of the partnerships. And when you look into who's built to promote Ethereum, it's BlackRock, it's JP Morgan, it's Goldman Sachs. It's the largest financial institutions on the planet. And I want to give a shout out to Coach JV. Check out this tweet from yesterday. Our fearless leader said, this was sent to me by Short Squeeze 8. There is going to be a closed door meeting with the SEC and Ripple tomorrow. Also, Coach JV just got wind that there are rumors, key rumors of a possible settlement. Can you can you even imagine if the floodgates were to open right now, Billy? I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We're going to dive into the details of this meeting, but let's just talk about Coach JV here. He said he got some rumors from from a very specific lawyer about a settlement underway. Do you think that 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 those claims are legitimate? Uh, I, I hope they are. <laughs> Let's feel like that. We've been promised so many dates and so many things. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, uh, we talk about it all the time. Little Ralphie on Christmas story, waiting for his uh, secret decoder ring to come in in the mail, bro. I'm, I'm waiting on these idiots to get their shit together so I can decode this mess and, and we can actually get things moving. Once this is done, if this is, I, I do think something's happening. There's, there's too many things going on in the world. Um, we're at that tipping point. There are all the, all the, the indications point this way. Um, we're not going to know exactly when it's going to happen, but if anybody has the insight or, you know, 
insight to the people that would know, it'd definitely be uh, Jay. I, I definitely think there's something going on. Uh, now, you know, you see Ripple commercials going on everywhere, and I know you're going to show an article about that later. But yeah, this is going to be huge. I hope it's I hope it's true. We all want it to be true. So we'll just have to be patient and wait and see. Um, we got a great comment from Kenton out there. He said, after all this time, a settlement would be disappointing. Yes. Do we have any hope for a Ripple win? The reason that a settlement would be so, so great for us is because Ripple's already stated they would not settle unless the SEC admitted that XRP was not a security. But I do want to dive into some of the details here because somebody said, does that document say Ripple? Of course it does, my friends. So the United States Securities and Exchange Commission said that the SEC has scheduled a meeting for Thursday, October 20th, 2022. The issues to be discussed during this meeting is that institutions and settlement injunctive actions, institutions and settlement of administrative proceedings, resolution of litigation claims, and other matters relating to exemptions and enforcement proceedings. Let me just say that in English real quick. They're talking about a settlement. They're talking about a resolution of a case here, and I'd love to get some thoughts from Gonzo Everyone is indicating that this may be between Ripple and the SEC. But what I really want to focus on is the fact that if Ripple's willing to settle, that means that the SEC is admitting XRP is not a security. Can you imagine what that would do for the market? I'd like to hear what you think could happen if we do get a settlement between Ripple and the SEC. Um, yeah. It's so like, like Billy was saying, right? We've gotten our, our hopes up and down so, so often that I just try to kind of keep an open mind, non-emotional but it does seem like maybe the opportunity is there. We already covered it in the story before that Brad Garlinghouse have said he's open to a settlement, right? Now, we know that they are not going to take anything less than saying that XRP is not a security and whatever else they've asked for, right? If they don't get that, then they're going to push forward. But if the SEC is willing to you know, submit and give them everything that they want, um, then why not settle, right? It's costing them money. Now, keep in mind that, and I said this before, that that settlement might be great for Ripple and XRP, but not for the total market, right? Because remember, Brad Groening's house responsibility is to Ripple. It's not to the whole crypto market. If those things align and in that settlement, it's great for crypto and they're able to use that as case law and revert back and it protects the other cryptos, great. But I don't think he goes in there into a meeting with the SEC thinking, I'm here to save crypto. He's here to like do what he needs to do for the company of Ripple. So just keep that in mind, right? It, like, because a lot of people like, you know, they think that, okay, this thing's going to save all of crypto or it's going to make some type of regulation. It might, right? We hope it does, right? We hope that it makes some type of case law that protects all of crypto. But um, I don't think that's his mindset, right? He's going to do what's best for Ripple and what's best for XRP. But we hope that it, it's going to, in the overall it's going to include a lot of the other cryptos that are very similar to XRP. So when we're talking about like XDC, XLM, I think all of those will kind of fall into that category. And so I did want to highlight that this does, because it's a closed door meeting, the SEC does not outline who they're meeting with, but we're coming to our own conclusions here. And crypto Twitter took the time to do that themselves. I want to show our listeners who's going to be showing up to this meeting today. So it's going to be SEC commissioners, a council to the commissioners, the secretary to the commission, and recording secretaries who will attend the closed door meeting. Certain staff members who have an interest in the matters may also be present. And this is very exciting, but I'd love to hear some thoughts from Jackie. Jackie, Coach JV brought this to our attention, but I think it's not a coincidence that Coach JV said he got claims of a settlement being underway just as this news was emerging into the general public. What's that mean to you, Jackie? And shout out to Coach JV. Yeah, I do want to reiterate, we see some things in the chat that this is, you know, we are just giving our opinion. Um, this is not factual that there is a settlement coming, things like that. So please keep that in mind. Um, cause we, we are seeing a couple of things that people are commenting on, but this is pretty big guys. Um, the fact that it is a closed meeting, you know, that's something to think about. Um, we, we don't have all the information, obviously they clearly state that. Um, but this is something that to pay attention to, uh, as far as, as far as price action, obviously, this is the big thing um, that people are are waiting on with with Ripple um, to, you know, a lot of there's a lot of controversy um, and this is the surface level thing. But besides all that, um, they're still building, they're still developing in the background. We've talked so much about the use case and utility of Ripple and what's going on behind the scenes. Um, take a look at our show yesterday with the non-fungible, um, team. They, they talked a lot about, you know, side chains and things, the development that's coming. Uh, so regardless, 
Uh, Ripple will continue and they will, you know, they will stay on top. I have no doubt about that, no matter what happens. So yeah, they're, they're, they're building, developing and big things are coming. It's just brewing. Like, can you guys feel it? Like, I just can feel it. So. I was just going to say that, Jackie. Doesn't it feel like they're building up to something? There's something, they're being, yeah. There's they're something being a lot more loose. They're talking more about the case. They're talking a little bit negative about the SEC. We're starting to see the, the commercial that was brought up during the Warriors-Laker game that Billy talked about. We're starting to see a lot more advertising. So it feels like they're kind of building something, like they're starting to start the momentum going. Gonzo, we'll and that's see. actually a great place to show our listeners these two tweets right here. So when Gonzo mentioned advertising, we were talking about some of the largest countries on the planet, and Ripple is showing up all over the place. So in New York City, at the World Trade Center, we've got four Ripple advertisements that we're showing our listeners live on the screen now. And then we've got another update yesterday. Shout out to Johnny Crypto. He sent this into our group in London right now. If you go to the train station – it says, enter a new era of finance, and Ripple is at the center stage. Again, we're showing that for our listeners out there, but I think it's no coincidence what you were saying, Gonzo. Two things. The fact that the settlement claims are all coming out right now, and the advertising is it's going mass market. It's going out to the masses. But number two is that Brad Garlinghouse came out just two weeks ago and said, we're three months away from a settlement. And then Ripple is also hosting the Banking Swell Conference this week. So there's just so much news surrounding this project. I'd love to go back to you, Gonzo. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, like, yeah, he said within a couple months, you know, I, I was still in the mindset of like, like spring of 2023, but it does feel like they're like they're building to something, right? So we'll, we'll have to see. I try to not keep any uh, like emotions, try to be flat about it. We'll know, like people have said this before, when they start listing this thing and they start like, we, we'll know that a settlement happened or that the case has been resolved because we're going to start getting news about XRP being moved into exchanges, being listed the price will move. Now, again, we're still in a bear market, right? Like this talk that like XRP to the moon in the middle of a bear market is going to all of a sudden like 10 X or go to all time high. Um, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I would, anything is possible in the matrix. Right. Right. But just, you know, but just let's not get crazy. Right. Like, I want to have a rebuttal yeah. really quickly. So obviously yeah. me and you, we've been in XRP forever. And anybody who first got into this currency in 2020 remembers that there was always the narrative of a decoupling event during a bear market. So imagine if the SEC settled, and this is only for fun, this conversation, but imagine right. if the SEC did settle during a bear market, it would be the exact catalyst needed for not only regulation to be centered around XRP, but for banks to have the approval to start using it for cross-border payments. And that's just the argument for, for that decoupling event. But that's why it's important to have, like, I'm still going to have an open mind about it. And that's why it's still important to have an exit strategy. So if we get back up to those targets, because my targets are high, right, then I'll just execute a sell order, right? So, I mean, we'll, we'll wait to see what happens. Um, you know, I, I think with the macro and everything that's going on, um, you know, we haven't had crypto survive or been in this environment before this macro environment. We've been like in a constant bull run, right? And yeah. now, like, you know, they keep changing definitions. We are in a recession, right? And so crypto's never been really around that. So we have to see kind of how it reacts. But we would definitely see a huge price jump. Where that goes, I don't know. I mean, I, in those times, I would trust my TA and kind of start doing measured moves and look at that to see where we're at because it can't go up forever. But, you know, you do a fib pull on that, you could start to get levels or where this thing could go and then where it could start to kind of run out of energy. Awesome. And we got 277 live listeners. If you're enjoying this Ripple content, show us some love, smash that like button. You are part of the Uncommon 1%. And now we're getting validation of that because when you check out what these things say, it's not just the fact that Ripple's advertising themselves. Look at the statements they're making. They're saying, enter a new era of finance. Swift isn't fast enough. Shift your business into a carbon neutral environment. And crypto means business. So Billy, I'd like to get some, some thoughts on those quotes there. These are strong statements, and I want to remind our listeners that there was a head Ripple employee that stated Ripple has larger goals than replacing Swift, and this is an indicator of that. What's it mean to you, Billy? And then we'll go to Jackie. None of that is untrue. So every one of those statements they have on those signs are very, very true. Uh, I will say this. I think people will have uh, – whenever this settlement is done, I think people are going to expect an initial pop that's not going to happen because – Utility is still not there yet, and, you know, the liquidity won't be available to everybody until, like, what Gonzo was talking about. It has to be listed on platforms. It's going to take a little bit of time for it to come to fruition, uh, but it's going to be interesting, that first initial pop, who who can hang on and who's going to get out. The ones that are going to hang on, 
I, I agree wholeheartedly. They've said it from the beginning. They're here to take over. They want to make a dent in the world. And that is, that's huge. Um, and somebody's got to do it. Why not them? They're telling you what they're doing. And they, they have all the partnerships put in place. Like I talk about this all the time, the cross partnerships and the people that they have put in government positions. That's the key part, the government positions back and forth. It just, at least it tells me everything I need. And, and this is all programming. This is, this is, they're getting us ready for everything. This is, they're telling you, they're, they're, it's right in front of your face. All you have to do is be brave enough to take that step and get educated. Shout out to Coach JV. He always talks about subconscious exposure. And when you're talking about putting Ripple advertisements in airports or in train stations, these are the hubs of America. So it's really exciting that a lot of people are getting exposure to Ripple, whether they recognize it or not. But Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. And then we'll go into our next article. Yeah, they've been very strategic about this whole thing. I mean, if you consider the timeline of everything, um, you know, now they're starting to put forth advertisements. Uh and all those, all that, all that wording too, as well. You know, I had an, an, an I had an interesting conversation with Jeremy yesterday, um, and we were talking politics. And you know that that those are like the biggest things that are going to be relevant um, in the future, or our carbon neutrality. You know, business, um, obviously, like the financials. Um, every, you know. Um, everything in regards to like economy, things like that. But that's that's all the wording that you see them advertising. Um, carbon neutrality. They talk about business. Crypto means business. That's such a bold statement. Swift. Um, Swift isn't fast enough. You know, they're they're discussing um, the financial sector. So these are all things in the very, very near future. Um, the financial sector and carbon neutrality. I mean, probably being the top two that are going to be um discussed and and looked at uh when it comes to politics in you know in this year next year next couple of years you know what i mean yes and we actually got a really cool comment it said these so the london advertising is at the north greenwich station which is where the ripple swell event will take place this week sorry not this week on november 16th and 17th we're going to break down exactly why this is so important so we went to ripple swell website and what swell is is swell global is Ripple's annual flagship event that brings together the world's most influential voices across crypto, blockchain, payments, financial services, and economic policy. So let's figure out why this is so important for our listeners. When we scroll down and see who's going to be speaking at this event, of course, a bunch of prominent Ripple employees, Brad Garlinghouse. Um, I want to scroll down to this one specific character, Naveen Gupta, who's the man that said Ripple had larger goals than replacing Swift. But what I do want to focus on is that a member of Amazon Web Services Global Head of Innovation is going to be speaking at this event. Bank of America's Head of Emerging Payments and Innovation is speaking, and MasterCard's Chief Digital Officer is also speaking at the Ripple Swell event. We got 302 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're looking to learn more about the crypto market, the best place to do so is with our team at the 3T Warrior Academy. You get access to every single member of us, and of course, we always bring the XRP content. But Gonzo, I'd love to go back to you. Some of the most prominent names in the industry are speaking at this event. And of course, Ripple is heading it. We also know that Ripple is working with the Bank of London to create crypto policy for Europe. So they are everywhere. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this event and the fact that Amazon, Bank of America, and MasterCard are all featured speakers. I think it's huge because this is uh, how they build their infrastructure, right? This is how they network, right? This is, th- these, are, these, are, these conferences, when they all meet and they sit down, they talk, this is how business is done, right? And so it just makes me super bullish on not only XRP, but Ripple, the company, right? If you're lucky enough to be able to invest in Ripple pre-IPO linked to, they're a friend of the, of the 3T Warrior. But I mean, that just makes me even more bullish like on Ripple. But I mean, you just think about like your own lives or like your own businesses, whatever you do. Like if you've ever gone to conferences or um, you're like in groups, right? You start to network and you start to meet other people and you kind of expand and so this is exactly what they're doing, but like it's on the world stage, right? So I think it's huge. Thank you, Gonzo. And I just got caught up in the comment section. You guys are amazing. Keep them coming. But Jackie, Billy, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. We've already covered the MasterCard partnership with Chief Digital Officer speaking at this event, but we know that MasterCard and Visa have a monopoly on global payments. So they take 2 to 3% of basically every single transaction on the planet. And the fact that they're working with Ripple to evolve their technology I think it's an indicator of what to come, but I'd like to get some thoughts from you, Billy, and then we'll go to Jackie. 
this says everything that you need to, to hear. I mean, you look at the relationships, the fact that MasterCard and Amazon's there. Uh, we can want everything that we want. You have to look at who who the players are in the game that make the rules and when they're made. Just like the, this is a prime example of, of I'd like to see what comes of this, but I believe the foundation's already there. We just got to follow the breadcrumbs that they're laying for us um, and just be patient. The, whoever can be the most patient during this is going to be the most rewarded during this. Uh, it's a little uncomfortable to go through all this with all the SEC and all this, but the fact that these these leaders are taking um, meetings and going to conferences with Ripple, who's being sued by the SEC in this country. That that's just like I can't say how big enough that is. Anything else in the world, if you're being sued by someone, you won't be able to get a job. You won't be able to go into some places. The fact that they're making partnerships and still pushing along, I mean, it's just huge. Thank you, Billy. And there's so many interesting comments. I want to highlight this one right here. It said, James L. commented, I was hoping that the big UK presser this morning, the prime minister was going to announce that XRP would replace the pound. Get your hopes up. But instead, she resigned. And Billy, it's not Friday, so it's not conspiracy theory, Dave, but I'd love to go back to you, my friend. The prime minister of London just resigned. Do you have anything for our listeners out there? I believe she was part of the conservative party. I, I don't know what's going on there, but you know, for someone to resign that position, there's either either being pushed out or you got caught up doing something, same thing here. Uh, I think we're going to go through the same thing during this midterms. Uh, I think the laws as far as blockchain and everything will be more uh, pushed through a little faster to get us going. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what's going to go, what's going to happen with that. Gonzo, I'd like to get some thoughts from you because they have the Amazon Web Services. Sorry, I think we skipped Jackie. Jackie, I'd like to get some thoughts from you because Amazon Web Services is here. And one of our listeners commented, Amazon plus Ripple, this is the greatest time in human history. What do you think about the connections there? Bank of America, Ripple, and Amazon all connected under this event that Ripple is hosting. What's it mean to you, Jackie? What are you anticipating? Yeah, they're they're uh, connecting with all the right partners. We know Amazon is going to stick around um, for the long term supply chain. So just the fact that they're, you know, the fact that they are making themselves relevant, not only within the financial sector. Um, I mean, it just it it solidifies their their usage right for the long term. Um, even Johnny Crypto's comment in the chat, uh, Ripple is brilliant. They just sublimity pro subliminally programmed all of London where the CBDs are being worked on. Um, they're just putting themselves in the right place at the right time. Um, and they, you know, they know they have a plan and, and they're, they're slowly, you know, carrying out with it. So it's an exciting time, Jackie. And one of the things our listeners are pointing out is that MasterCard working with Ripple, it's a key indicator for where this market is headed. We got 308 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button. We've got so much news prepared for you. It's difficult to decide what to go into next, but I think we're going to go into a Gary Gensler scandal as many SEC, dozens of SEC officials are stepping down due to Gary Gensler's inequipped experience to be leading this uh, team of SEC officials. So SEC leaders with nearly 50 years of experience quit under Gary Gensler's tenure and more than a dozen staff attorneys have also left the agency. So let's figure out why everyone wants to leave under Gary Gensler's rule. So Gary Gensler is facing pressure, ju not just from the top agency officials, but also the SEC union that represents all of the agency's non-management employees. At issue is Gary Gensler's ed etiquette for forcing them to use and lose their vacation days. So not only is he attacking Ripple XRP, it turns out Gary Gensler is a pretty shitty boss. So the problem with working for Gensler is that both style and substance, people at the SEC are complaining about his expansive agenda, pushing the commission into new areas of enforcement such as crypto regulation and mandating new companies disclosing on issues like the environment. That combination with his grotesque management style has created a toxic working environment at the SEC. And that's why Ripple, I mean, sorry, and that's why SEC officials are stepping down. This is so funny. And it's almost like we've come full circle. The XRP community often criticizes Gary Gensler because of what he's done to our community. Little did we know he's doing the same thing to his friends at the SEC. Gonzo, love to hear some of your thoughts. Gary Gensler, rat, snake, weasel. What's it mean to you? <laughs> I, I think it's very telling, right? We don't work for the SEC. We're not in the inside. It's an article, right? But I do think it's very telling because when people leave a career like that, and it's funny because um, people don't leave companies, right? They leave people, right? And so you could tell that he's a real shitty boss because nobody wants to work for him. But I mean, the other thing that I look at is like what's happening there that is making these people like 
that they're on the inside, right? And so they're basically probably seeing something, and I'm just guessing here, that that doesn't agree with them, that's not on their vibrational frequency or their moral compass, right? Maybe they see that he's a rat snake weasel, right? And they and and they've worked there for a long time, and maybe they understand what the SEC's role is, and maybe when they signed up to work for the SEC, they had a certain kind of idea in their mind of what they were doing. And once, like, the the mission kind of changed and it changed from what they thought they were doing if that makes sense uh they leave right and so it's very telling we, we've already known this we've already known that the sec has been doing an overreach we've known that gary gensler is a wall street guy and basically he's just trying to make his friends richer and he's trying to kind of slow down adoption so his friends can get, get into it uh but so i think this is very telling because not only are we noticing that but people that work for the sec are noticing and they're deciding to leave it's a it's very interesting time, and I want to read this because this is so telling about what Gary Gensler is trying to do here. Gary Gensler, there's been rumors that Gary Gensler is said to be looking at his job at the SEC chief to one day replace Janet Yellen as the Treasury Secretary for the United States of America. SEC insiders tell Fox Business that Gary Gensler stated previously that heading the SEC is not his dream job. His dream job is instead to be the U.S. Treasury Secretary, which is the position of Janet Yellen. Billy. No conspiracy needed here. What is going on with Gary Gensler? This man is clearly power hungry, whether it's the way he's regulating yep. cryptocurrency or trying to work his way up the totem pole and take Janet Yellen's position. No, I do not like Janet Yellen, but I think it's so telling that Gary wants her position. What's it mean to you, Billy? And then we'll go to Jackie. Uh, if he gets it, we're fucked. He's, he's, dude, he's one of the biggest plants. They're all plants. And the reason people don't like him is because he was planted there. He's, he's not there to make anything better. He's there to push policy, agenda, a narrative and whatever else they got going on. But if bro, if he gets oh my God, I couldn't imagine the, the shit storm that would arise. He's 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 dude, he's an idiot. Like how how much more can you <laughs> you pur- crack me up, Billy? <laughs> how much more can you purposely mess something up, man? It's it's so intent, it's just unreal and blatant. Uh, yeah, he is so effing power hungry, bro, that it is ridiculous. And it's clear to everybody. Uh, it's Yeah, if he gets in there, bro, it's going to be a whole different story. And it's only the beginning of the end because Gary's not only trying to become the U.S. Treasury Secretary, he's actually putting the pushing the environmental narrative and saying the SEC should have litigation over that as well. So he's reaching in all directions to try to grab control of these markets. Jack, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. Gary Gensler stated that being chairman of the SEC – it's not his dream job. So what does that mean to you that the sitting chair didn't even really want this position? It's not, it's not his goal. Gosh, I, you know, I'm more and more convinced that this is political theater. Um, We don't like Gary. We don't like Janet Yellen. So neither of them, we would prefer in that seat anyway, but I, I don't know. I'm more in favor of, you know, a third party. We talk about this um, a few times, a third party, you know, being formed to be, to be in, um, you know, authority of the, of, you know, securities and, and cryptocurrency and things like that. I really, I really feel like with all of these people leaving underneath him, you know, are kind of setting the stage for, for forming an, a third party to be able to do, you know, something like that. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not in favor of either. Uh, that's just my opinion. We're actually going to cover some Bitcoin related news now as Tesla's balance sheets have not changed. And we can see that they still have 9,700 Bitcoin. They're not selling to the loss. They're not selling into the dip, Gonzo. Just some really quick comments on the fact that Tesla, they're holding their Bitcoin and other crypto assets during this bear market. Um, you know what? I, it might have something to do with, uh, God, I'm trying to remember because I'm going off memory, but there's a law that recently changed and it talks about like having Bitcoin on your books, right? And uh, on your uh, on your um, on your sheet, right? And so what would happen is when Bitcoin drops in price, they have to take it as a loss. But when it goes up, they couldn't take it as a gain, right? So there's no reason for institutions to have Bitcoin uh, on the books because all it can do is cause a loss, not a gain. And recently they changed that law, and so um, I think that is gonna there's gonna be a shift, right? Because I think you're gonna start to see these companies are gonna be able to hold. Um, Bitcoin on their books because they don't have to take it as a loss. So that might have something to do with it. I was going to say with uh, Elon stuff that he has going on with Tesla, if they force him to buy Twitter, what's he going to dump? Is he going to dump his Tesla shares or is he going to dump his Bitcoin? Because he's uh, going to have to. I would say Bitcoin because he, yeah. I would say Bitcoin. 
He'll definitely do a funding round and still be the majority owner of whatever he purchases, but I don't think he'll do all of his money. And I, I but I think that's a really good point. Would you rather sell his Tesla or his yeah. Bitcoin? Of course, he'd sell the Bitcoin. Yeah, because yeah. he has an obligation to the stockholders. Exactly. And let's dive into some ISO news here because we have a breaking rumor that the introduction of the tier two ISO 20022 will be delayed until March of 2023. Several countries reported a status of red, according to our information, and the CBPR should not be affected. An official announcement will probably be made on Friday by ECB's IMB. We will shortly inform which European countries should be responsible for the delay. And we got an update here. The following European states had a red migration status. So that would be France, Denmark, Germany, and Italy. These are some of the largest European nations when it comes to development of not only central bank digital currencies, but the new ways of transferring money. We've continued to see the rumors of delay. But one thing we know for sure, March 10th, 2025 is when ISO will be fully implemented. Do not be put off by the fact that they're delaying these things two or three months this is inevitable. I'd love to go back to Billy, and then we'll work our way down the screen. What do you think about the ISO migration being delayed until the quarter two of 2023? They're just allowing everybody to get their shit together, allowing everybody to align, making sure everyone's ducks are in, you know, in alignment. It, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen. They've been saying it. They they have to tell us what they do before they do it. You know, uh, if you want to get in the conspiracy side of things, uh, but this this is going to happen. It's either understand what's going to happen and be a part of it and know what's going to happen or not understand it, not be a part of it and just get overwhelmed by it when it happens. But we say it all the time, it's coming and you might as well, if you've never invested in anything before and you want to invest in crypto, the best place to start is the ISO, you know, 20,022 area. Uh, and of course, even better than that, you got to learn it here coming to the Warrior Academy. Gonzo, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. We always highlight the ISO tokens for the reason that they are going to be important when it comes to transferring money between banks. That has been delayed three or four months. It really doesn't affect anything in the long term. Why don't you reassure our listeners out there? Yeah, I, I don't think it affects anything. I think you're spot on, Abs, because it's technology, right? Look what happened with the merge. How many times did we delay the merge? Even Cardano with uh, with uh, Vasil Fork, right? They were delayed a little bit, right? It's technology. They need to make sure they get it right, right? This is a whole brand new messaging um, service thing. Um, and so they need to make sure that they do it the right way. So delays like this happen with technology. Johnny talks about this all the time because he comes from the tech world. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not worried at all. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, this thing has to be finally implemented in 2025 when we're going to be going into our, our next bull run. Right. So that'll be cool. Jackie, I want to remind our listeners during the gold rush, miners didn't make the money, but the people who built the railways and sold the shovels made the money. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But what do you think about this delay? What's it mean to you about the fact that ISO continues to delay the announcement, but we know it's inevitable? Yeah, we see that all the time in crypto. Everything gets delayed. Um, you know, everyone has to have a deadline uh, just to, you know, have motivation to push towards something, but it never it never happens exactly the way you want. You never meet that deadline. Well, some people can, but um, if you do, you know, there's always bugs down the line or things like that. So no, no worries there. Uh, that list though, guys, pay attention to it. Um, that is what is going to be the railways of this, you know, this entire sector. So definitely if you, you don't have any, uh, investments right now those are the ones to first kind of look at and keep on your list thanks gonzo hey, hey, yeah i was just gonna say dude we all miss deadlines right even the teams misses <laughs> misses deadlines right with our videos jackie so brenda i promise you i'm gonna send you that video <laughs> awesome gonzo and we actually have some really cool news and a cool announcement for our listeners as tomorrow on the show for all of our xrp fans out there King Solomon is going to be joining the show to educate us on everything we should know. For anybody who doesn't know who King Solomon is, he reads through all the documents that everyone else is too lazy and too monotonous to go through, and he finds all the important information. That's what we're showing you right now. So we actually went through a document, the European scheduling start of renewed wholesale payments. What the announcement is stating here is that the launch of real-time growth settlement system has been rescheduled from November of 2022 to March 20th of 2023. So it's the exact news that we were covering there, but I did want to plug King Solomon. Great Twitter, great YouTube. He's going to be on the channel. Very excited for that episode. We have, we're going to shift gears a little bit here and go into some BitBoy crypto news as he had Akon, the famous rapper on his show, stating that he sold all of his Bitcoin for XLM. Let's hear his reasoning. Do you, do you own Bitcoin? People are asking. Um, uh, funny enough, 
I traded all my Bitcoin for Stellar Lumens. Wow. Okay. Because Acoin sits on Stellar. Oh, that's right. I and I know where the future of that is going. Yeah. So I banked, I banked all on Stellar. Interesting. We trashed Stellar a lot from this <laughs> I didn't see that part of the clip. That's funny. But I do agree with this point. Stellar and all these other cryptocurrencies have so much more utility. Once you dive into the fundamentals of the crypto market, you start. everyone starts with Bitcoin. Then they wake their way to Ethereum and they decide, oh, these aren't just currencies. They have use cases. Then they get to XRP and they become a conspiracy theorist. And that's why we're going to Billy Billy. What do you think about Akon trading all of his Bitcoin for XLM? Uh, that just shows people are getting educated. People are really waking up and doing the homework. We talk about it all the time when people say, they're talking about uh, crypto in general. They always say Bitcoin. But um, like you said, when you understand the difference between Bitcoin and utility, you understand where, where this thing can really go. And then when you get into the XRP side of things and understand the potential there and the real world uh, saw that it brings to everybody, it's it's unlimited. And everybody gets stuck on uh market cap and everything like that but there's so many different avenues that xrp has available to it it's it, that's why it lets your mind go a little while and you're able to go on these grand you know theories of it could do this it could do that but just remember be fundamental about it take profits on the way up we can teach you that in the academy um just just get yourself educated and start with the iso coins without a doubt and this is a little bit of fun here. We got some price action for our listeners. As yesterday, XRP had a golden cross as the daily 50 uh, EMA got above the 200 moving average. And this is pretty exciting news because this, this price has been very, very stagnant over the last couple of months. And especially during the bear market. I'd like to get some thoughts from Billy and then Jackie. What do you think the, the 50 EMA just crossed the 200? This is clearly a bullish indicator and it's even called the golden cross. Uh, I'd feel a little bit better. I, I don't. I like golden crosses. We need a little confirmation above that 48 cent, 50 cent for me to really get excited about it. Um, it is It is looking like it's forming a wedge, but as long as we hold this uh, this 46 cent area, we need that separation between that cross. Um, we, we have so much positive news coming out. We have the ripple stuff coming. We have the advertisement. All this is leading up, like Jackie was saying, you feel it. Like it's, it's just bubbling at the surface. You can't explain what it really is but there's all these little indicators going off. Um, this is this is a good setup. This is I love seeing golden crosses. I'll really get excited when we can see the next candle close and it closes above this one. Then I'll really get excited. Jackie, what are you thinking about the XRP price chart? We don't do price targets. Of course, you know that. But I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts? Do you think we could get some bullish momentum because we are showing a golden cross on the one day chart? Yeah, um, I don't I don't talk about it a lot. I actually watch the XRP price chart Um very often throughout the day. And I've just been like, I'm very, um, I don't know, kind of con not conspiracy with it, but uh, I just like to look for patterns with XRP because it is, for me, it's like the most unpredictable chart. Um, you will just get, I'm, and a lot of people who do technical analysis within crypto will agree that like you just get blow offs with XRP like crazy. I mean, wicks down, wicks up. Um, it's so unpredictable. So so I've been doing a lot of comparisons. There's a similar chart pattern that I've seen of, of March of 20, um, March, April, May, June, I think through July of 20, 2020, that kind of looks similar to what we're seeing right now. We get like kind of a W pattern and we're seeing, we saw that W pattern as well. And now we're starting to settle. And we saw that same pattern back in 2020. We saw a settle for a couple of weeks and then it went crazy. I really, really, I mean, I've been theorizing about this before XRP and I'll say it time and time again, XRP has the most catalyst on its side to explode. I'm not saying it will, you know, we're in the midst of a bear market, you know, there's a lot of things against it. I mean, we could, but that's the thing. There's anything is possible. We could get a huge injection of liquidity in XRP. Freaking Akon sold all of his Bitcoin for XLM, you know, like people can do that. It's all possible. So just with um, XLS 20 on its side, with this SEC case on its side, you know, if those things just boom and all of these things are starting to come into place, they've got advertisements, XLS 20 is coming, you know, there's closed meetings about the SEC case, like it's possible, man. And on, so I'm just like, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, you know, I just like to get excited about things. Why not? You know, life is fun. Make it fun. Um, That's exactly what I said to Yusko yesterday, Jackie. He was like, people get emotional about their investments. And I'm like, there's so much here to get excited about. I don't think it's emotion. I just think it's optimism. 
Whether it's the ties to creating policy or all the partnerships, we just highlighted MasterCard, Amazon, Bank of America working with Ripple. There's just so many connections. We got 279 live listeners. There's 10 minutes left in this episode, and we're going to bring the crypto gem. So smash that like button. Ripple unveils a new NFT project set to benefit from its $250 million Web3 creator fund. And the reason I wanted to show this to our listeners is because I, I found a name in here that looked extremely familiar. So they're, they're actually funding the Thinking Crypto Project. Shout out to our friend Tony Edwards, which will allow NFT holders to access exclusive interviews with leading personalities in the crypto space. And that's really all I wanted to highlight from this article. What do you think about the real use cases coming to the XRPL and the fact that one of our friends is receiving an endorsement here? I'd love to hear from Billy. Uh, that, that's awesome, bro. That just goes to more of what use case is going to happen with uh, NFTs. I know there was a, there's a restaurant in California now that is strictly NFT based. Um, and I think it, the base cost is two, two ETH right now. But you can't even come in there and eat unless you have uh, an NFT of theirs. So I, I think NFT is it's part of the future, man. I think concerts are going to be huge with it. I think sports are going to be huge with it. Uh, it it's, it's just one of those things. Here's another one, Billy, and I'm going to go right back to you. They talked about intellectual property actually owning proprietary rights using this new protocol by Ripple. I think that that's a cash cow, but sorry, continue. No, well, there, there's even people um, making their houses into NFTs. There's one that he has, I think he sold for 150000 Like, I don't know how it works, but I damn sure need to get educated on it because I own a home. And if I can sell a picture of my home or even put a smart contract of I get 1% proceed, you know, proceeds, you know, every year after or every time this house sells, it's, it's just endless. The, the possibilities that's coming with this. It's exciting, man. Yes. You're muted. Talk- Sorry, sorry, Gonzo. <laughs> I'd love to address this comment here. It said, besides XLS and NFTs, how about this XRP slash Ethereum virtual machine partnership? I can speak to this very well. So what this is going to be able to do is you're going to take Ethereum decentralized applications and smart contracts and use them on the XRP ledger to do two things. One, facilitate payments at a faster speed and two, reduce costs dramatically. So I think it's a humongous bullish catalyst, not only for XRP, but actually for Ethereum enhancing their smart contracts Gonzo, I'd like to focus on this news here before we finish it out with some cool information. Our friend Tony Edward received some groundbreaking funding here that allows his NFT holders to access exclusive interviews. Pretty cool use case. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. Like what Billy was talking about, that guy basically created an NFT of his house and he sold it. I think it sold on OpenSea for, um, it came out to either 150,000 or 175,000 ETH. And so, no, I mean, for the XRPL, like we've been waiting for XLS20D for a while now, right? We're finally up there. I think it's going to be solidified by like October 27th. And I've always said this, like I'm excited about what the future brings, what things haven't even been created yet that'll be created. Like you said, like the EVM compatibility, that's why all the blockchains do it, right? Because Ethereum, regardless of what you think about it, it's the biggest ecosystem that we have. And that's why they all want to tap into that liquidity. So having XRPL tap into it, being faster, cheaper, um, and then just accessing and leveraging all that smart contracts, um, I think that's going to be huge, right? And then like shout out to Tony Edwards. That's awesome that he got that. I'm sure he's going to build something really special uh, and it's really cool. But, you know, don't forget about X royalty. Yes. Somebody said EVM is not on the XRPL. Yes, of course. These are separate blockchains. I meant compatibility wise. They're able to communicate with one another and benefit from some of the other things that the other one doesn't want, doesn't have. To Go ahead. Add to the abs, um, yeah. The EVM compatibility, um, that's the side chains that we've been talking about. That was huge at the apex summit event. Um, you know, talking about not only scalability, but asset variety. This, this allows you to branch into DeFi, um, which allows for innovation at the blockchain level. So this is huge. Um, that was one big thing that I absolutely loved at the, at the developer summit was it was all about development. You know, it, they really placed, um, focus on the individual developing on the blockchain and ripple is so inviting about that. You know, they're not, they're not centralized regardless of what a lot of people, um, may say, you know, the entire event with David, um, David Schwartz and everyone, you know, everyone was like, this is this is like your blockchain. You're developing, you're you're um, helping push innovation at this level. So it was really unique to see a lot of developers are coming out with things. And that's why these side chains are so big, um, you know, 
because of the things that you noted, Ab, scalability, um, speed, but also like DeFi, keep that in mind, DeFi um, and innovation. Thank you, Jackie. You just hit it all there. We got four minutes left in the show. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're a Quant fan, you're going to be happy because we're bringing the Quant Network update this morning as they were actually featured in Forbes magazine. So anyone visiting Forbes magazine today will see an editor's pick under digital assets discussing the state of crypto regulation. The first and last quotes used in the article are from our good friend and Quant Network CEO, Gilbert Verdinand. So what he said in this tweet here is that in the Middle East, Sorry, we're in the middle of a transformation of money, says Verdinand, and this only happens every 30 to 40 years where the financial system has the opportunity to evolve for something that's fit for a purpose for the next 30 to 40 years. Having intelligence built into digital assets and into traditional assets as securities and also money, it's transformational, and Quant is setting themselves up to be at the forefront. So I want to read one more quote here. Gilbert also said that we're working on becoming the financial infrastructure to move digital assets between networks. There's also a lot of activity in this space by banks. We're making Quant the way to sign, encrypt, and secure digital assets to move them between banking institutions. And that's what I think is most important. There's a reason that this uh, cryptocurrency is getting so much prominent, so much attention right now. They're going to change the banking industry forever if they accomplish the things that they're claiming. Jack, I'd like to go back to you. Forbes magazine is putting Gilbert Verdinand at the front of the article. Is that something we should be paying attention to? Yeah, we were just talking about, um, you know, that big news with um, with Gilbert. I, I can't think of his last name. You just said it. But um, yeah, that same thing, you know, Quant, I believe, are doing the same st strategies that, that Ripple's doing. They're putting people in the right place um, that need be to be able to push their, you know, their their innovation, their project forward. So really, really good things to see. I had a, an Akon song going through my mind um, about accumulating quant. He should, he should write one about XLM. I don't know why that kind of was distracting. But He's got anyway. nothing to lose. That's <laughs> okay. Gonzo, you have any comments? Uh, you know, I was just going to say like this guy is, you know, the reason quant's doing so well is because of uh, the narrative around the utility, right? Uh, it's not a blockchain, it's um, DLT technology, but it's going to connect all these financial systems, right? Uh, but I, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but did you know that he's the one that the creator or he wrote the ISO 20002? Like he wrote that up. Wow. Like, like he's one of those guys. So that's how smart he is. So just imagine how connected he is with the banks. And a lot of people misunderstand and they think that it's a competitor to Ripple or to XRP, but it's not. It's more of a companion, right? They're going to work together. So just throw that out there. And this is what's so cool. He even shouted out some of the largest banking institutions on the planet. He said, can you imagine Quant moving JP Morgan coin to another bank or Facebook's Libra coin? All these need interoperability to transfer between parties. And we are making that a reality. Shout out to Quant Network. So much good news here, Billy, yet to hear from you. What does this mean? The fact that Gilbert Verdinand has the best resume in finance, literally worked at some of the largest financial institutions on the planet and helped the Federal Reserve de develop the secure payments program now he's in crypto. What's that mean, Billy? The fact that, you know, dude, he's, if, that he's absolutely a genius. Uh, the fact that you, you, you have a real world need out there, which is all the banks needing to be able to communicate and transfer within each other. And then you have someone out there that can actually satisfy and solve that need. And there's only one that I know of. Do you guys know of anybody else that they can do what Quant does? I don't uh, know. Chainlink, but they, they use a blockchain, so it's actually a different system. Exactly. Uh, and that's why I invest in Chainlink as well. Not financial advice, it's just what I'm doing. But if someone solves a real world issue and they're the only one in the space is doing it and we know that the future is here, it just makes sense. And, you know, people always ask me all the time, well, what price should I get in at Quant? Me, myself, I dollar cost average every week. I don't care what the price is. You're never going to hit the bottom. You know, I was telling people anything under $100, make sure you buy. Well, then it was popping 150 and no one was buying. Now, you know, it hits 200. You start with little bites at a time, especially with, you know, something like Quant. Quant is going to be around for a very long time. It's going to be a very huge coin. So put $10, $15 in each week and just dollar cost average in and you will get your best price that you can get rather than trying to wait. But Quant is one of those things that I would not wait on. Awesome, Jackie. And we only have about 30 seconds left. Did you have a comment? Yeah, I'm just going to make this really quick. I 100% agree with Billy. Not only aside from the tokenomics, 
the tokenomics of quant is huge, uh, making it a really, really good project. But also, um, you know, just for that fact alone, they're like, we don't care what coin it is. We're going to be the ones to be able to move it. Right. They said, um, you know, JPM coin, Facebook's Libra. It's like whatever it may be that comes out on the end. We're going to move that coin. So that's the awesome. huge utility point. Thank you, guys. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you tomorrow. Like we always say, Warriors rise.